Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. What's up, Joe? Hey, how's it going? How are you? Good, how are you? I am doing well. How are you guys? Good to see both of you and another person that I don't know yet. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Amy. Nice to see you. Hey, Amy. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Big man. Man, I haven't oh. seen you guys in a while. Since Mayhem. Yeah, it was Mayhem. I saw you both at Mayhem, actually. Scott oh. was... Uh, not judging though, like you were, you were security, right, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I was a last-minute decision to come down. So awesome! That was a fun comp. That was really fun. Yeah, that was really fun. I'm I'm counting on you now to be like one of the head judges next time Mayhem has an actual event because you're kind of you're kind of in there a lot if you between you know, Rogue and uh, and the games. I mean, you should be like the honorary judge listen I, i'm i'm just geographically lucky is is what it boils <laughs> down to how far away are you from uh cookville uh like 45 minutes oh wow so you know is it what's that yeah yeah turn your mic up a little bit scott yeah you're real can't low. Hear you at all yeah i was gonna say the same thing i thought it was just me yeah. <laughs> So, and Joe, what's the name of your affiliate? Uh, three Star CrossFit. It's a play on the uh, Tennessee state flag. You know, there's three stars. And what town is that in? Uh, Lebanon, Tennessee. Lebanon, Tennessee. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. if we ever get out to Mayhem again, we'll have to come and give your place a visit too. Please do. Please do. You know, there's been some famous people there already. Tia stopped by the other day. So. Very cool. Yeah. That's because that was, you guys are like best friends now, right? Totally best friends. Yeah. <laughs> you spend a whole weekend with somebody and you kind of develop a relationship. I mean, yeah, that was one of the best parts is like the same thing happened, you know, with Sam and, uh, um, Haley, Haley as well. You know, it was, it was cool. It's just a different, it's a different experience than what we're used to. Yeah. So to bring, to bring everybody up to speed, um, Joe Cotter, he is a, started out as a volunteer judge and um, Scott and I have known him for a little bit now through the events that we've done together. But um, Joe was Tia's judge for the Rogue Invitational. Yeah. And then Sam Cornier's judge for this recent stage of the CrossFit Games in Tennessee. So we and, brought you on to chat about it. And Sam worked out in Rich's barn. 
So yeah. it, Haley was performing at the same place. So Joe got to be a spectator for some of the event as well. That's so great. It yeah. was it was a very unique experience. You know, a lot of people, you see the barn on TV a lot or in videos a lot, and you're like, oh man, that would be such a cool place to be. And uh, yeah, the barn is, it lives up to expectation. That's very cool. Very cool. So, so such a different experience than what we're used to in in-person judging. Talk a little bit about um, the major differences there between like a normal sanctioned event or a regional. There's a lot of differences, honestly. You know, um, I, I summarized it for somebody uh, the other day having a conversation. I was saying that, you know, we're, we're used to spending like 30 seconds with the athlete because we're at the end of their lane. Uh, we, we typically get to shake their hand and introduce ourselves and that's pretty much it. They're, they're off and doing the workout and we're counting or whatever, but the, uh, this and, and also the rogue, uh, virtual event were, were different and that I spent the greater part of a whole weekend with both of my athletes and, you know, the interactions totally different because you have the ability to, to walk through the event with them and and you know i i gave sam like all the things i was looking for you know like squat depth here i'm looking for you to lock out on your thruster not jerk it but press it i'm looking for you to you know do this and do that same thing with tia and and so so the experience is is wholly different uh in a in an environment like this and honestly I, I wish we had more of a chance to interact with them. I get that. I get that when we when we're in a, at a, like a competition or the games, you know, which which we've been to, that they kind of want to preserve some of the mystery and they want the athletes to kind of react to the changed environment. But there's a lot to be said for how mistake free and how smooth things go when you have a chance to really walk through things ahead of time. I'm curious yeah. your, from your perspective, um, what was different as far as, um, or what felt different doing the Rogue versus this most recent weekend? Uh, the big obvious glaring difference was the fact that the Rogue was carried live and people were able to, well, cunning people like, like I, I, I put Shane Orr up there on my list of people that, that are the, the big thinkers, you know, he was able to watch other people competing in real time. And he was feeding that back to Tia, like, you know, so-and-so did this in this time. And, and so she was able to kind of game plan accordingly, but this vastly different because uh, big segments of it were recorded for us in the barn. As you might imagine, um, we weren't in Cookville. We were like outside of Cookville. So the internet connectivity was mm. not the greatest. Okay. And we ended up having to send in a lot of our clips after the fact. So, so that's why you really didn't get to see a lot of Haley and Sam going live because the live feeds just had trouble. And so he was, he was manually sending files up through Google Drive and things like that. Wow. Yeah. And I imagine the timing was a little less stressful the games than it was at Rogue, right? Because everybody was on like a live clock on Rogue. Like you had to go three, two, one, go. That would have yes. been nerve wracking for me. 
the the windows that they had us in were kind of nice and you know we had we had like a three hour window to do two events and so um that was another nice thing was the ability to like work with sam and Haley and say okay when are you thinking about going let's make sure we've got enough time um you know because the the block was a hard cutoff so you know for example uh like on the handstand event you know if if Sam kicked up at 1959, it was fine. I would just time him as long as he stood. But if he ran up into the end of his 9 a.m. to noon block, that was it. There was no, there was no more time past that. So we had to figure some of those things out logistically, or at least Sam and, and Haley did. And so, so that was a little bit different. Um, but like you said, not everyone all going at the same time did afford us uh, the ability to be some be creative a little bit with with how we approach things. Yeah, I know. I know at Rogue, I, I judged Saxon that weekend. Yeah. You know, we got to communicate over the headsets a little bit uh, during right. that during that day. But um, what I what I loved about that is that you get to, they don't want to be no reps right? Correct. They, they want every rep to count throughout. And when you get to have those conversations of 10 minutes, as opposed to four seconds, right. you can, you get to work a lot of that out and it's not gaming the system. It's, this is what our expectation is. And this is what I'm going to call. And this is what I'm not going to call and, uh, and 100%. run through reps. And I, I found that to make it much more stress-free as a judge because they already know what your expectation is and what you're going to call. Yeah. And, and probably for the athletes too, I'm sure they appreciate that, you know, knowing full well exactly what's happening as they go into it. Um, I, I, I heard too, or maybe I know that um, in every competition where there's an athlete briefing, right. That happens like in the corrals where the right. judges aren't present there's no way to hundred percent guarantee that everything that that person that's giving that athlete briefing is going to translate into what the judge is thinking or knowing on the floor. And this sort of just, yeah, it eliminates all of that sort of gray area. And it's like, I'm your judge. I'm telling you what you need to do. You and I are good to go. I love, yeah. And I, I think, I think Tia made the same kind of comment that, that, you know, she made the comment professional judge. Um, and, and I think that, I think that that really meant more the ability to, to interact with, with somebody like in the way that, that you describe, because it makes things better for everybody. You know, I, I mean, you know, I, like I could tell Tia, for example, listen, when, when you stand up on this clean, don't drop it until I say it's good. You know, we established that ahead of time. So she would, get that clean up there and stand there, <clears throat> excuse me, until, until she heard me say, good. And then she dropped it and, and we were all on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. That is. And, and you can get familiar with sort of her movements too, and maybe predict some things that might get squirrely in, a, in an event coming up and give her sort of the heads up, like, Hey, I know you do this, you know, not that she does anything wrong, but you know, right. I, you have a tendency to do this or that. Let's make sure that happens. I wonder if this will set the stage in the future for, you know, different events. I know obviously the games is going to be small and there's that opportunity to probably have that one-on-one judge athlete connection again, but it'd be interesting to see if sanctioned events sort of take, take notice. And maybe there's a way to assign like two judges 
you know, that you alternate and get a little break, but like two judges to one athlete for the, the entire event, right? Instead of right. having all of this sort of back and forth and this, this lane, that lane and everything else, um, maybe, maybe there's something to it that. I can't see where if, if, if anybody were to watch these events and compare them to kind of what we've done before, what we've seen before, even going back to the regionals, you know, where, where you've got really good judges, you've got really good athletes and, and, and the final product to me seemed a whole lot better. You know, people were like, Oh, I didn't see a lot of no reps and you know, where the judges just counting, I think was something I saw on social media. And I'm like, no, you, you know, there were no reps. You just didn't happen to see a lot of them because people had a lot of time to understand expectation and they had a lot of time to talk to their judge. And, you know, like one of the things, uh, the very first day I met Sam, I was talking to him about, okay, some of the things I'm going to look for squat depth and things like that. Well, Sam drops into an air squat and he, he's basically on the ground and I'm like, well, we're not going to have a problem there. So that's fine. <laughs> You know, you're able to you're able to kind of establish those things ahead of time, and it, it was really, it was really right. great, and I, I think everybody benefits from that. Yeah, because because in the, in the moment, sorry, in the moment when in that situation where you've never seen somebody squat before, right? right, and then you're you're taking two or three reps to try to figure out like, is this just how they squat, or is right. this not? So you know, if Sam pulled something where you could kind of maybe tell it wasn't at parallel, you could call it right away because you already know that he can exactly get much right. lower than that, right? Like it just yep. makes it a lot easier. That's a great point. So mm -hmm. I've never judged anywhere other than, you know, just in our gym during the open. I've taken the judges course, but I've certainly never done a regional event or anything like that. But I would think that there's so many less distractions doing it on at these, in these home gyms and these, you know, online competitions that versus regionals where there's so many different things that might distract you from, <laughs> yes. from oh shoot, what double under was that, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely true. You know, uh, regionals, um, we're standing there kind of off of the competition floor and we're worried about the order that we're standing in so that we can run onto the floor and hit the right lane when we stop. Right. And, and, you know, it's all those things that, that you don't have to fool with in an event like this. And, and we were able to um, just like attack an event and there was a little bit of a difference in the rogue versus versus the the phase one of the CrossFit Games. The you know the rogue they didn't allow spectators, even though there were still some spectators. They didn't allow music and they didn't allow things like that. Um, and and the CrossFit Phase One did. And so uh, being in the barn, there was a collection of of people around, um, as you might imagine. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. seen the videos, but yeah. there's always a crowd of people like they're working out, hanging out. Rich's and a dog, and a dog around, running around. Two dogs. Two dogs, around, right. And, and two cats and horses and buffalo <laughs> kids, back over maybe. here. Yeah. And so, so there, I won't say they were distractions, but um, they were close. You know, it was, it was kind of cool and kind of, uh, you, you guys have been there. Well, at least two of you have. Um, you've been there and you've heard like the roar of the crowd and you know, it's, it's hard not to kind of, them to, you know, hit that rep, hit that rep. And, um, that was definitely, uh, definitely in abundance, I think for both of these, for me personally as well. Yeah, I think, um, 
you kind of like that roar of the crowd though sometimes oh yeah um that that brings a lot of excitement when you get to judge those big events and it makes you feel like you're on that big stage but i also love the rogue invitational where it's more one-on-one time with the athlete and the one thing that i really um enjoyed is yeah i get to tell i got to tell saxon this is what i expect this is what you need to do but he also had the opportunity to say hey i want to try this will you call it a rep or a no rep yeah. And I could say yes or no, or boy, that's really on the borderline and you're going to be risking it if you do that. I, I had exactly the same experience, you know, working, we had, we had a day prior on both of these, both with the rogue and with the CrossFit games to um, spend some time with the athlete and kind of walk through the events. And, and Tia and Sam were both the same way. You know, Tia was like, okay, I'm thinking about just having the sandbag over here and just doing my squat with the sandbag up on this shoulder. It doesn't say I need to alternate, does it? And, you know, I was kind of flipping through the rules, like, nope, doesn't say anything about it. You keep it there if you want to keep it there. You swap it when you want to swap it. That's fine with me. And Sam, you know, he had a question about the handstand push-ups. You know, he's like, you know, sometimes when I lock out, you know, this, this arm over here doesn't quite look like it's locked out. And I'm like, all right, well, kick up and show me. I mean, he showed me and I'm like, that's not a problem, right? You know, we were able to, like you said, Scott, just, just work those things out ahead of time. I was comfortable that he wasn't trying to get away with anything. And he was comfortable that I was going to judge him on, on the extent of what he could do or, or what Tia could do. So, Yeah. I agree. So when was your first judging experience? Oh my gosh. I, I've done, I've done, you know, I've done the open forever. I think all of us have done the open, right? Um, I did some regional and local kinds of things here in the Tennessee area, but my first, uh, my first big break was probably the 2017 regionals. That was the big stage that I hit for the first time, and I was a giant bundle of nerves. I think that's where I met you, Scott, for the first time. Uh, so I think you my were first Nashville. time judging was eighteen. Was but I it? was I was working security in seventeen. I okay. I swear I, I thought I met you in seventeen, but okay, all right. But yeah, it was seventeen, and yeah, that was a that was a great event too. So um, I've done I've done the regionals as long as we had them. You know, the sadly went away. Right. Um, and now I've done, now I've done two games, which is kind of cool. So, uh, and I did the Rogue Invitational up in Columbus. Um, you didn't work that one, Scott, but as it turns out, I saw you in the Rogue store uh, yes. just in passing just one day. So it was uh, the day before I was there getting swag to wear the next day. Right, right, <laughs> and, right. And, uh, and I, and I think, Joe, that's where you and I met, was at Rogue in yep. 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had Rob and Drake were our head judges. And man, yeah. that, was a, that was a great event. Yeah. The whirlwind. <laughs> yes. Well, let's that's hope we thing. can get back there to Columbus for, uh, for that event again. Well, you know, uh, I want to say uh, a lot of us probably were signed up for that event before it got canceled. Yeah. I think all um, of us here on here were, yeah. Okay, yeah. well then, yeah, because I, I know I was, and I was really just, I mean, I had my hotel reservations, I was off work, I was ready to go, man. And uh, unfortunately that one got canceled. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, um, how did you get approached for, uh, for the games gig? You, you know, it's funny. Um, I, 
just got an email out of the blue that that it, it uh, I, you know, I was a little starstruck because it said Adrian Bosman, and I'm like, oh, that's oh, no. interesting. Is this some sort of a form letter from HQ or something? No, it was actually him going, hey, Joe, um, you know, we're reaching out to people that we think might be interested in judging. And I didn't even finish reading the email before I hit reply. Yes, I'm interested in judging. Enter. Yes. You know, awesome. I, I kind of wanted to fire that back as quickly as I could. And uh, he replied right back and said, great, you're on the list. So Very cool. that was it. Again, awesome. it, admittedly, I am geographically lucky. I, I think that I think that they saw that I was here and they're like, well, he's not too terrible. We'll just take him. So, <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> um, Come on, you're, you know, you're one of the better pick, ones out there. Yeah, well, that's cool. I, I appreciate that. I, I think I take it seriously. But, you know, they also took uh, Deborah uh, Stabler from yeah. our kind of our judges crew. And um, what's funny is, you know, she's a coach at, tr at CrossFit Trivium, which is where oh. Brooke Wells works out. Yeah, and Will uh, Morad, right? And Will Morad, that's yeah. exactly. And now, and now Street and Street Alec and yeah. a million other people now moving to Nashville. But um, <laughs> they didn't have her judge that one. They had her go to Cookville too. I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know why they, they did that. And um, Tia and Matt's judge this time were both seminar staff. Okay. And not, and not like from our crew, you know? Um, yeah. So that was interesting as well. Uh, actually for the, for the rogue event, I was supposed to judge both Matt and Tia. Right. I can't, I can't even tell you how stressed out I was about oh. that. <laughs> Because I was already, I was already, I knew I was going to judge her. And then they're like, no, 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 you're getting both. And I'm like, I was looking through the schedule and I'm like, this is going to be terrible. I was so stressed out. And then, you know, Matt eventually dropped out. He wasn't hurt, but he was recovering. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that, that he didn't, ended he up didn't need to do okay. it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, I saw that on the list and I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. Joe is going to work this weekend and he better yeah. have two puke buckets because... <laughs> I, I told Tia after the fact and Shane or, you know, her husband, I'm like, I am so glad that Matt didn't compete because I would have been a wreck because I felt like that having those gaps between events really enabled me to kind of get my stuff together, you know, recover in a polite yourself. way of saying it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, you know, um, Tia would, they would turn off the lights in there and she would like sleep between events and that gave me the chance to like also kind of recover and eat a little bit and just not stress for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have one more question for me. And then if the others have some, so for rogue part of the judging duties, you had to avoid the cameras with all <laughs> yes. of your movements. You could yes. never be between the athlete and the camera, which yep. forced you to do uh, some, some different tangos and uh, possibilities through the box to get from place to place. Did you have the same issue this weekend? They weren't, I mean, okay. They, they said, you know, if at all possible, don't get in the way, but if you need to see something, you need to see something. And if you remember the rogue, um, they gave us in our judges guides, kind of the floor layout and like the cameras here and you're over here or the cameras here and you're over here behind the camera, 
you know, we had the same kinds of things, but I will say that, that HQ was a little less concerned about us being in the shot and um, they were more concerned about us being in a good spot to, to actually observe. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. They weren't, yeah, they it were makes sense since Rogue, yeah, since Rogue was all on live and, you know, this was right. more. Yeah, they would have a chance to edit it after the fact and, and like for the Rogue, yeah, if, if my giant head's like in the way of the camera and people can't see Tia doing reps, who knows what's happening, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Joe, did you have a chance to interact with those seminar staff uh, judges at all over the weekend? Did you bump into them at all? Well, you know, it's funny. They were, they were invited to a barbecue on Saturday night at Rich Senior's house. Mm -hmm. um, they both elected not to go to that. I guess, you know, they'd had busy days or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, the reason why Matt and Tia were actually doing their workouts in Sparta, which is about 20 minutes south of Cookville is because there was an L2 seminar at Mayhem. Got it. And so that those uh, seminar staff from Mayhem actually ended up going to the barbecue at Rich Senior's house. And so that was Jenny Orr, as I'm sure both of you guys know. And um, um, she's Donnie Vorbis. And Donnie was Donnie was actually was seven years ago. He was my L1. Uh, one of the people in my L1. So that was cool to catch up with him too. And having uh, Rich Senior cook you uh, chicken thighs and steak is also kind of a memorable experience. Love it. Yeah. One of my favorite parts from the Mayhem event was when I got to ride in a gator with, with Senior I, to, to, my, I to my post. That, that was a fun that. selfie. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yes, he is. Cool. Well, Joe, thanks so much for taking some time out to, to jump on with us. Um, it's, it's always good to catch up with one of our judgy friends yes. and, uh, and, uh, get a breakdown of what they got to do over the weekend. And we, I know Kat and I can't wait to get back out there and, and see on the road again. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was fun seeing you do your thing too. Every time I saw you, I'm like, I know that guy. That's Joe. <laughs> I, I do exactly the same thing. You know, I was watching all the other judges like, Oh, I know him. I know him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great. Very cool. Oh, I'm glad that they got, uh, you know, some of us non-seminar staff judges out there to, to do too. this. And, uh, you know, it seemed like a, a perfect mix. So hopefully uh, they learned something and uh, we'll take it forward for but sure. Obviously I, I hope we do, because I, I enjoyed it. And I think it gives a, a, us regular judges a chance to do it as well and kind of mix it up a little bit with the seminar staff. And always great to see you guys. I look forward to when we can see each other again, whether it's the next Rogue or regional sanctional what whatever it'll be great sounds good it was nice to meet you joe it was yeah, we'll nice see to meet you. you we'll see you soon joe all right bye you guys have a good night thank you bye. yep thank you love him so cute yeah he's he's just an just an all-around great guy yeah. uh one of the people i love hanging out with at the different events and it made me feel at home when i was first judging in nashville in 2018 Good job. So we have a quick agenda to get through tonight. And first thing I want to talk about is our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. We want to thank them so much for being a sponsor. And I just want to look back at our first volume of Cat versus Amy. Oh. And uh, the awful Annie. Okay. And, and Amy doing uh, the uh, around the world in 80 days with her jump rope. It's definitely a special trick. 
<laughs> it is mm-hmm. very special. Yep, so, it's very special. So one thing we need to do is, is we want our listeners to know we're going to have Dave Newman on once a month uh, to be able to ask him questions about jump rope technique. And so Amy has this spin to the left. Yeah, I think you just, well. Yeah, to the left. That day it was a spin to the left. I'm going to film it again, just just the double unders. And so I have the footage oh, from Amy's off, off Lanny. We're going to put it on the screen and we're going to ask Dave, like, how can Amy correct this spin to the left? And what I'm, what I'm, why I'm putting that out is not to embarrass Amy because I would oh, never I want to help. I would yeah. never want to do that. Never um, embarrass me. Never, <laughs> never take a jab. But I want to let our listeners know that if you have a question for Dave, make sure to DM us, comment below on either the YouTube or uh, your podcast platform so we can get those questions or social media. We can get those questions to Dave and then he can answer some of your questions live on the air and you'll get uh, feedback from the jump rope expert. And maybe it's not you. Maybe it's the equipment. It's right? definitely not. It's definitely the, it's definitely me. It's not the equipment. But it if is it is the equipment and not you, <laughs> you can save 15% oh. at RX Smart Gear. Oh, by using our discount code, Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your new gear because maybe it's the gear. Maybe it's the rope. You know, you need a new set of handles or a new, or, or a new rope without a kink in it. Yeah, uh, maybe your rope's too long. Hey, right? nobody wants a kinky rope. <laughs> nobody wants a kinky rope. So use that Clydesdale15, all caps, get 15% off everything in the store except for new releases and special editions. Um, Everybody likes to save money too. So maybe yes. that'll help your double unders. We're trying to help you any way we can with those double unders. Definitely need, I definitely need some assistance. Let's talk to him about triple unders too. Ooh, uh, I got to get my doubles first. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Easy. Baby steps. I, I didn't say I wanted to do them. I just wanted to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. There's All probably right. a rope for that. Yeah. So let's, let's get to some news around, around the, uh, CrossFit world. And one thing I noticed this week, and I'm sure you guys did too, we're all CrossFit junkies. There is a butt ton of content out there right now. Hard to keep up with. Yeah. It's like anybody who has ever CrossFitted at the elite level has a a video blog, um, a commentary site and anything. And, and I just kind of wanted to, we kind of had a text string going last night and I'm not going to name any names. Not going to name any names, but there's a lot of stuff to choose from, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be, it's that time in CrossFit where everybody's trying to do their own thing. And so there's a boom of content and now it's going to be survival of the fittest. Well, also, but I think people are excited because number one, we haven't had anything to talk about really. And now it's like, well, we got this stuff to talk about. We all want to talk about it. Right. These, these seven events are going to be programmed for the next seven months at different gyms and different iterations. It's like we finally have some, you know, some things to do and compare and talk about. It's been great. Well, and that's another thing. Like everybody's trying these events to say this. Is, Emily Rolfe did all the events to say this is where I would place. Ricky Garrard Ricky. did all of the events and he would have placed fifth. I want him on the show so badly. If anyone knows Ricky, please, we have to interview him. 
Charlie would definitely show up if Ricky was I, on here. I, I have, I have been hounding him on Instagram. It's the only way I know how. And um, well, please, we'll get to it later. But we know how we know a term of endearment we can use to get him on. Yes, true. <laughs> well, I, I want him on here too because a lot of people are taking shots at him for doing all the events. I don't and have Dave. a problem. I don't have a problem with him doing them. Dave actually supported it. Right. Yeah. You know. A lot of people are taking shots at him. I don't have a problem with him doing it. I do have a problem with the way he ended it all with, with the finger salute and the F you to, to everyone, you know, he was fired up. He was, I just hope it wasn't Freud rage. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying we, he says Not he would have been fifth. tested, but was he tested? Right. <laughs> But, and then our boy, Patrick, who is a frequent guest on the show, Patrick Clark, got amazing scored interviews. the interviews with Tia and Matt, the winners of phase one. And he got to witness probably the biggest surprise of the weekend. And that was Brooke Wells' second place finish as he was covering uh, CrossFit Trivium, where she did her stuff uh, for Morning Chalk Up. Um, a lot of the athletes are doing blogs talking about the, their weekend. Uh, so it's just a ton of stuff out there to like filter through. Our our previous guests, Armin and Buttery Bros. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they did great. Um, Armin is, <laughs> I just love his brain. Oh, you, you, you two sound like twins. <laughs> I, no, no. yeah. He's I, I just... Like the more and more we get into this weird, whatever we're going through in CrossFit to get to whatever it's going to become, he just is that guy you can rely on to tell it like it is. He's not going to mince words. If he doesn't feel it's right, he's going to say it. And I really appreciate it, especially this weekend. Um, okay, listen, I need to just go off topic agenda real quick because you talked about Armin, but did you see him and uh, Justin LaFranco going back and forth on Instagram live of their um, workouts? I started to watch it and I couldn't get through it. Okay. Well, they were talking, they were talking smack. And so afterwards, this was funny. He was like, well, after I just went up against the obese Justin LaFranco, because he was just joking that Justin gained, you know, like 10 pounds or something over quarantine, which is just their back and forth was hilarious. I thought it was cute. <laughs> what, what I did enjoy a lot is they did a, a Justin, Tommy, and Armin three-way. Yeah. And Tommy and Armin <clears throat> talking about how all of the, the 10, except for uh, Jeffrey Adler, are from the are living in the United States. Mm -hmm. So Jeffrey Adler is the only person that they're going to need to smuggle in and bring him up through Taiwan. And Armin Tijuana, said, Tijuana, Tijuana, Tijuana. That's right, <laughs> up through Tijuana. And Armin said that this white pasty French Canadian is going to try to smuggle through the the border. And Tommy's like, yeah, my people are going to be like, you're not like our normal customers. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeffrey would be like, we. <laughs> French Canadian. Yep. It was just, it was cracking me up. Uh, the two of them going back and forth. Uh, so um, any, any comments about what you think of the content or. Um, 
No, I mean it was it's all it's all good. Did you guys see um Noah and Chandler? Noah interviewing Chandler the night before the games? Oh, no, no, but I've heard it's really good. It's oh, really it's so good. Cute. Yeah. I mean, it just makes you like Chandler even more and it just yeah, it was really good. Can you um can you like Chandler anymore? I know, really. Oh, I mean, next to Armin, he's like my my athlete favorite. He is yeah. another one I want to get. He on has the show. grown into your number one, and it's become obvious. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> to no. your close friends. Maybe maybe I should repost the picture of he and I from the Mayhem event where it looks like I'm giving him the stink eye, but I'm actually just looking up, and the camera caught my weird eye angle, and I look crazy. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I got a picture with him at Mayhem too, but it, he's just hugging me. So, ah, oh, see, oh. I don't do that. I don't have it's any. It's like when Julie Boucher touched athletes. your lumbar curve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, there was an article this week in uh, the Morning Chalk Up that I found pretty fascinating, and it was: Are the days of boxes doing their own programming over? And it started out with. Uh, someone who was at a seminar staff or not seminar staff, but like a level one, mm-hmm. level two. And they asked the question, uh, what box are you from and, and what programming do you use? And like 70% of the people answered, you know, comp train, mayhem athlete, you know, all the, all the different programmings out there and uh, linchpin and, and all that stuff. And the person was kind of lamenting that when they started CrossFit, the cool thing about getting your L1 or getting your L2 was that you were going to get to create the programming for your box. And that was like this really cool concept that you were going to get to do. And we've kind of gone all away from that where people are just purchasing a programming plan for their gym and going with that uh, directly. And I know our gym has done that. And so I just, I wanted to get your opinion on what you thought that was. I, Kat, you do your own programming, correct? I do. Um, And I will tell you, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I don't have a big facility that I'm trying to manage. I don't have a large staff that I'm trying to manage. So I understand why people would pay for it, um, especially when it's decent. I will also tell you that there are some really shitty programmers (laughs) that program for their box, (laughs) and they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. So... For them, it's unfortunate that they're not the ones that are actually buying it um, and using it for their athletes, but I can definitely see a need for it. And what happens is if there's a need for it, people are going to be opportunistic. They're going to get their programming out there and they're going to make money off of it. And it's a great sort of shortcut for people that are really, really busy, you know, running large affiliates and focusing maybe on community and, and other things. But I hope to be able to do my own programming for as long as possible. But I will tell you, there are some weeks when like the creative juices are just not flowing and I will, you know, borrow and steal from other people's programming and I'll give them credit, you know, in my little blurb when I post it, like this is stolen from directly or, you know, inspired by linchpin or whatever. Um, you know, cause if it fits the overall gist of what we're trying to do long-term, you know, I'll use it. But uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been able to just sort of surrender and, and it's not because I don't want to spend the money. I would spend the money. I just, I I just feel like I'm too connected to my athletes at this point in time to turn that over just yet. 
Well, I find it to be probably one of the most difficult things as far as being a coach is to do the programming. And it's not something that, um, that I want to put energy into because it's not something that I excel at. And so I feel that I, as a part-time coach, um, that I benefit best from, from following a program, being consistent. Um, what I like about um, with it, with coaching, is that there is a, a template, let's call it the, a template, the actual programming, but then we tailor it towards, towards our athletes um, where we think, okay, we can uh, push our athletes to do this or, you know, no, what, we don't want to do this. So we can kind of mix and match that um, with using that template. But I think as far as like, it, it, it is, it's a time saver. It's um, a no brainer as far as there's your warm ups all set. Again, tweaking it as being flexible enough to tweak it, what you find best for your particular program. But I feel that I'm a better coach when I have that kind of already thought out for me with that. Mm -hmm. So I, I could see a gym being like, I, I could also see like a really big gym, maybe just say mayhem or okay, maybe not since they have their own programming, but like a specialized coach that just specializes in programming. But I think it is an art form. Yeah. It's not easy. No. I'm going to take a little bit of devil's advocate where I understand all of the concepts that you guys are talking about. Like it is a huge time saver and I get all that. But I do think it takes away a little bit of the fun and the personalization um, that I experienced when I first went to our gym. You know, it could be a day where, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's beautiful and sunny outside and we're going to move everything outside and, and do something. And then that gives the, the coach the opportunity to say, I'm programming this today. Or, you know, we did a week where we did throwback workouts where we drew a name out of a hat and a person looked in their notebook and said, I want to try to retest this. And I think like you lose all that with these programming templates and it takes away some of the fun, which is what drew me into CrossFit in the first place. I mean, I can hear you about it, but I just, I, I appreciate that's your experience. I just have a different thought process on it from, from a coach's standpoint. And here's the thing I can't stand though. This is what I, true story. I can't stand something being programmed based on, on weather. And here's what I mean. If it's cold outside, some places will not program running or, or that. And what I think is that CrossFit is to prepare for the unknown and you just need to be ready to go whenever. Sure. If you're going to take that hard nosed approach. Um, but there also has to be elements of fun. Wuss? Get out there and put your hoodie on and run. Sorry, I mean, the, go the goal of CrossFit is to have fun and get fit. You know, we're not trying to, none of us are making the games. You know, none of us are even, you know, it's a very few that even win local competitions, um, especially in Columbus with the, the competition here. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's so like, I, I, I think that sometimes we lose sight of the fun aspect of CrossFit um, with all of these competition training programs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. And like I said, I, I prefer, you know, the original programming for, you know, your community, but I also see the benefit, not the benefit, but maybe the draw of it's kind of cool that comp train stretches over, you know, the whole world. It's almost like open workouts where you can compare your times to people 
in a broader scale, right? Than just your box. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like Amy, you and I, if, if my box followed comp train and your di yours did yeah. too, like we'd be doing the same workouts together, maybe a day apart or right. whatever, but yeah. we're in two different places, sure. right? But we're friends. So that's another kind of pro cool piece of that sort of having that universal programming. And, but again, yeah, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I like to do my own stuff and, you know, and my box is very different too. I don't, you know, I have way different philosophies on training that we could spend yeah. a whole episode on. All right. Well, let's, let's move on. Cause we're not going to agree on this one. We're not. No, but um, I appreciate. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, so I heard this posed uh, by Tommy Marquez. So I'm stealing it. I'll give him credit. Uh, Tommy Marquez brought up this question. So, well, it's a, a version of this question. So who is the few, fittest human ever? Is it Rich Froning, Matt Fraser, or Tia Claire Toomey? I say Matt. I say Matt. I say Tia. Ooh. I think Tia has been more dominant in her, her drive for three and has had a lot more high-end competition coming after her and still consistent high-end competition coming after her um, than Matt has. And it's not taking anything away from either of the other two. Mm -hmm. You know, I still think back if Matt or – Rich was in his prime and Matt was in his prime. That'd be a tough, tough competition. But I just think Tia has been way more dominant. Yeah. I want to, I want to see Tia for one more year before I can make up my mind. I, I, I'm, I'm only picking Matt because I feel like he's got the four and not the three. It's probably the only reason. Well, I think after this weekend, Tia showed that she does not have, she does not have a hole like the other four people in that top five. Like it would take her falling down the trail run mountain uh, to, to not win this one in my book. Oh yeah. Agreed. I, I'm not saying I don't think she's going to win it. I'm just saying like, I think another year has to go by before I would, I would call Tia the fittest. Just like it's going to take a lot for Matt not to get five. Correct. So. I think Matt, but I think Matt has a much, easier chance to get five than Tia does to get this one because the gap, but I think the gap between Tia and her other athletes in the top five is a lot closer than Matt's. I mean, you got a former games winner in that top five as well. Astro prime. Who knows? <laughs> Shots fired. I mean, yeah. just <laughs> totally past her prime. And, you know, Brooke Wells has gymnastic holes that Tia does not have. Um, Haley has strength holes that Tia does not have. Katrin just doesn't have the ability to go from beginning of the week to end of the week at full bore anymore. What if they don't let Ben at the ranch? What will happen? Da, da, you, are. <laughs> you are something. Could I'm just trouble. saying. I'm just saying. I think there is a closer gap there than than Matt in the second place. 
So let me ask you this. Who has won by the biggest margin, Matt or Tia, in the past? I think in a single games, it's been Tia in 17, uh, sorry, in 18. Yeah, I think she did it last year again. She broke yeah. her own record. That's an interesting question. The world may never know. Yeah, and they train together. That's insane. I mean. So last little question I have for you, and, and we've talked about it a little bit over the weekend, but I've heard more, more commentary on this. So programming for the phase one of the games, yay or nay? I mean, at first I didn't like it, but I feel, I guess I feel, I feel okay about it. I mean, I don't have, I don't have strong feelings about it. I think that, I think that the two fittest people moved on, but I'm not sure that the second, third, fourth, and fifth people moved on. I would have liked to have seen, and and granted, the more I see the workouts, the more I like them. Mm -hmm. However, I would have liked to have seen a heavier barbell believe it or not, in Awful Annie, heavier. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, you know, and some other like 12, 13 minute workout. Yeah. I would with, have liked with to some higher skill gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Would have liked to seen some higher skill gymnastics. I, I don't consider a handstand hold a higher skill gymnastic. Sorry. That's like a foundational gymnastics skill. We did have deficit handstands, strict handstand push-ups that at least one athlete did not finish. Yeah. Um, I watched a Talking Elite Fitness with Pat Sherwood. And they kind of geeked out and let him talk about each event throughout. And he kind of swayed me in, because he explained all the reasoning behind each element of every workout. Yeah, because it's Pat Sherwood. Like he, yeah, he makes everything. I mean, and rightfully so. Yeah, he ha- he turn he turns it into a very scientific, you know, this flexion and this, you know, open hip and power, right. blah blah blah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I agree. It it, did, it made me like them a little more. And and like the awful Annie, the key was the drag rope. Right. He's like that thing is brutal, and like he because he said RX gave him one. And he tried it once and it's been hanging on his wall ever since because it is that brutal. Yeah. I tried one at the MFC and I did like three mess ups and then just put it back, kindly put it back on the table and walked away. <laughs> yeah, no but now sense. I want one. I don't. <laughs> so end of the weekend, yay or nay? Yay. I'm still nay. I'm going to go yay. We can still be friends. That's good. That's the only thing Amy and I have agreed on this whole podcast. It's true. That's true. So, it's not very often that we agree on uh, So now just a couple little promotional things. Um, Kat and I recorded another episode of Beyond the Journal. It released this week. Um, it's a really good story. It is about a woman, Trisha Roth, and her son, uh, Bronson, who was born with a traumatic brain injury. And needs basically 24 hour care. And the reason what her, why, why she does CrossFit is to be able to carry him from room to room. Um, And that is the only way she gets hugs from him. 
because he's not able to hug uh, in the state that he's in. And that part made me tear up pretty bad in the interview. Uh, but if you want to check it out, it's available on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Uh, the podcast platforms beyond the journal um, with cat and with Kat, the Clive Zone cat. And then on YouTube, it's on the same channel that you get all this great content with. Um, so you can check it out there. Yeah, she's a warrior. And a fun little background too yeah. of competitive cheerleading and being a flyer. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And then I actually was a guest on another podcast uh, called the Box Jumper Podcast um, with John St. Amand. And he's out of Nova Scotia, Canada. And that was a lot of fun. It was a really different interview than that I've done before as a guest. And I'm always really nervous being the guest on the podcast. Now that I'm a podcaster, I'm, I like being in control of it, not just getting the questions. Uh, so it's, but it was fun. It was, it, we got into some deep discussions about some things. Um, and, and John was a great guy to, to do that with. So check yeah, that I out. Learned, I learned a couple of new things about you. Yeah. But he went deeper into different areas than the other podcast I was on. So it was mm -hmm. cool because it was a little bit different. So let's get to our stupid questions of the week. And our first one, we will go to Kat. What TV show or movie best describes your life? So my life when? <laughs> my life now? <laughs> my life. Why is it every time I ask a question, you have like... 18 additional questions because I have too many things in my brain. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to pass because I don't, I, I'm going to have to think about it some more. I'm sorry. I'm being a total party pooper this week. I don't, I don't know. I got mine. I don't know. I, I defer to Amy. The Goldbergs. Oh, I am Betty Goldberg and I have a schmoopy who is my 18, almost 18 year old son. I always call him Schmoopy. I tease him about that. I say, when you're out on the, on the um, football field, I, I'm going to wave to my Schmoopy. And, um, you know, and I, I don't know. I just, it cracks me up because she's just this little PTA mom. And I think I've lived that life. So I'm going Goldbergs. Uh, so mine is a King of Queens. Mm. <laughs> So Kevin James. Yeah. I am the biggest klutz in the world. I, I trip over things when speaking. I, um, I just am always in a mess and I think I'm in control, but really, really when it push comes to shove, uh, my wife, Julie, when she says jump, I say how high. Oh sh yeah. She's the boss. Yeah. So uh, King of Queens probably best describes my my life and its hilarity. Cat <laughs> still passing. I got nothing. I mean, there's there there are no shows that I can think of, and I did. It's not like I forgot to do this homework. I I just can't think of a show. I maybe we'll have to do our own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, question number two. 
What is the best celebrity encounter story you have? Amy? Okay. I think it was two summers ago. I went to Punta Cana with some friends. And, um, you know, we were just vacationing and somebody, one of our friends comes out of the bathroom. He's like, I think Doug Peterson's over there. And we're like, what? And he was like, you know, the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, the one that just won the Super Bowl. And it was. So Super Bowl Doug was um, staying at our resort and him and all, of, which was, this is cool, all of his buddies from high school and growing up were there. So there was like 20 of them and their spouses. And so we partied with um, DP, Super Bowl Doug, during Punta Cana vacation. I remember the pictures. Yeah. yeah. Kat? Um, I'm going to have to say Howie Long. So I met, yeah, right? Um, I was the zone. Yeah, I was in uh, Dulles Airport traveling for work. And he and I were on one of those crazy shuttle bus things that have really long legs. They look like Star Wars crafts and they go from one terminal to the other. Um, and he was on that with me and I was frantic to, I guess back then, I don't even think we had cell phones. This was probably like the mid nineties, right? If, if we did have cell phones, they weren't the kind where we were taking selfies and pictures. So I was rummaging through my bag to get something for him to sign an autograph because that's what you did back then. And I have his autograph and it's, it's on the back of like a receipt for Dramamine in the terminal, <laughs> the airport, because I get airsick and I have to get Dramamine every time I get on an airplane. Um, and he was super kind and, and, and really sweet. And uh, yeah, so that's my most memorable. And I still have the autograph somewhere in a jewelry so, box. <clears throat> what I find extremely funny is that I'm the big football guy and your two encounters were with football players. Yes. And mine is not. <laughs> it's a rom-com actress. <clears throat> Ballerina. It's not. It's even better than that. Oh, shoot. So it's the year is 1982. Oh. I'm at, way I'm back. At, <clears throat> I'm at swimming sectionals in Edinburgh, I Pennsylvania. I was four. I was four. <laughs> yeah, shut up. I was not. <clears throat> okay. And so... I'm staying in a hotel. My, my sister was a diver and I was a swimmer. So Friday night she would dive and then I would swim all day Saturday. So we're staying in a hotel and we come out in the morning and I, and I'm a, I was a nervous competitor. So I'd be up like super early in the morning and out like walking the parking lot. So I'm out walking the parking lot. I see this huge like tour bus in the parking lot of this holiday inn. And so I'm curious. So I walk over and the bus driver's standing there and I'm like, whose bus is this? And he's like, this is the bus for Daryl Hall and John Oates. And I said, cool. what? He said, yep. He goes, uh, I, they played the college last night and I'm taking them to Saturday night live tonight to play. And I'm like, what? He goes, Hey, <laughs> he goes, Hey, you want to uh, help me load up their gear? I'm like, what? And he's like, so he's like free labor. <laughs> so I walk up. He's like, we, this guy's crazy. We walk into this trashed hotel room and there's stuff oh. everywhere. And we're picking up like drum kit pieces, guitars, yeah. and I'm helping him load, load All the bus. Up. So we're saying I'm out. He goes, That's just cool. hang out with me. They're going to come out in a minute. 
And so they come out to get on the bus and here comes Daryl Hall and John Oates. And they're like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? And so me and my friend were sitting there and, and they signed autographs for us. And then they said, Hey, you want to come on the bus and check it out? <laughs> so we went on the tour bus and it was immaculate. Mm. Uh, you know, it had beds, it had uh, a dining set. And when you went to the back, it had like leather chairs that you could hang out with, with a stereo and a TV and all this stuff. That is but, so cool. So I got to meet Daryl Hall and John Oates. Super cool. Yeah. And you can say, say it ain't so, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So that is my experience. And now we're going to get, I'm going to turn it over to Kat to talk about next week's release on Monday. Got so it. She's yes. the one that did all the editing and production. For oh, next I hope it turns episode. out okay. I hope it turns out. <laughs> so the podcast is in the can, ready to go. We're still working on the video. Scott and I are going to have a Zoom call on Friday to teach me how to do it. Um, <laughs> but yes, so um, we met Julie Rappaport at the Masters Fitness Collective. She was the front runner in the 45 to 49 age group category. She is a tiny little thing. She's, you know, five, one or five, two, which is like my height. Um, and yeah, we learn a little bit about, talk about her life before CrossFit and all the things that she's accomplished. She's been to the games a bunch of times as in, in, on teams and as an individual. And, uh, and we just catch up with her and see how she fared, uh, in the MFC. So it was a great time to chat. She's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. She's, she's a, she is a tiny and so jacked. Tiny beast. Jacked. Yeah, just like cat. The pictures, <laughs> no, like the picture, she is ripped to shreds. It's awesome. Love it. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. All right. So now it's that time that Amy loves the best. I'm ready. Best thing from the internet. And since cat has passed or not gone first, let's go with cat first. Okay. Well, I, I kind of already let it out of the bag. It was it was the thing you're not so happy about, but it was Ricky Garrard's final awful Annie performance on Instagram. I was okay with um, the performance. I know you were just the, the post performance antics were not your favorite. Um, I just, like I said, it, it was cool to see. Um, he's working really hard. It, you know, I would like to talk to him. <laughs> I think everyone's seen it, so I don't really have to go through it, but he has uh, a lot of energy and is very fired up at the end of that workout. He's right. got very colorful language. Yes. Uh, very, very colorful, regional Australian language that we Americans may misinterpret. And we just learned that. I just learned yeah. that. That yeah. means something different. Apparently. <laughs> so Amy, what do you got? This is like a throwback. Everything's all about 80s for me today because the Goldbergs is, you know, takes place in the 80s, but my favorite thing on the internet is Cobra Kai on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to see Ralph Macchio come back oh my and God. Johnny? So if you haven't seen it on Netflix, tune in. Is it, is it like a limited series? Is it like a full-blown? How many, how many hours do I need to spend binging this? So I think it's eight episodes a year. They have two years done, and the yeah. third one is coming out soon. Oh, good grief. Okay, so it's not a series. It might be it's, 10. It's a full-blown show. It's a show. 
It's okay. but, but they're only half hour episodes. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I can do that then. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's so funny. My favorite part is when he's like, medic. <laughs> so I, I actually found that like a couple of years ago when it was on YouTube. Yeah. And I actually did the YouTube free trial to watch it and then binge watched it. And then, and then I paid for one month of YouTube premiere to watch it. Just to watch Garbakai. So it is everything about the eighties and it is so cheesy and they lean into every bit of it. Yeah. They don't shy away from it. They don't yep. try to be cool. I love it. They lean into the whole vibe. Is there a Mr. Miyagi? There isn't. No. So, no, is there, is there so a new, it's a new storyline. The new basic story premise is, is that Johnny has had a rough life. <laughs> we all knew, and, we all knew that was coming. And he decides that he is going to open up Cobra Kai. The old Cobra Kai is going to renovate it and open it up and start teaching karate. Got it. And then. And Ralph Macchio oh, or, or oh. Daniel son is not happy about it. And it, he's going to corrupt the whole valley again. And but Cobra Kai takes on all the nerds and yeah. geeks. Okay, so it's kind of like the opposite. And then uh, Ralph Macchio ends up training Johnny's son. Ah, I like the twist. And there's some crane kick. Is there some leg sweeping? Any leg sweeping? I'm not going to give any. Yeah, I don't away. want to give that away. But oh, the first okay. season ends with the All Valley Karate Tournament. Just like the first oh, movie. It does. It. It's so good. So I, good. I told you, it leans into all of it. Yeah, that's if you If you like the movies, you'll love the show. Very cool. So I, my favorite thing from the internet is my girl, Christy Aramo and Patrick, and their breakdown of their experience over the weekend. And I was really happy for her because you know, she's our hometown little hero. And I say little because she's not very big, you know, just down the street. And they've always been so welcoming when Amy and I have gone to like work out there and so cool. And for her to hold on in a competition and finish top 10 with no big run, no big swim, that was phenomenal for her. And she finished, I think, ninth in the, in the front squat, which... Yeah, is 281. incredible. 281. And so she breaks it all down. Her, she did not say that the programming was great throughout. She was pretty open and honest about her feelings. She thought the handstand hold was stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did think that was really stupid. And, um, but she wasn't afraid to say it. Um, and they are, they're just about to hit 50,000 subscribers on YouTube or just under that, which is incredible. And I'm just so happy for her. And, and her and Patrick both did a great job breaking down the weekend and really embraced how much fun it was to be able to do it with their community and not, yeah, have, them, and not to have them have to watch it on TV or, or whatever, but they could hang out there. And they had like a little pizza party afterwards. They said the only bad thing was they had to wait four hours for the update show. So it's mm. kind of anticlimactic. They're eating mm. pizza and they don't even know where she's at, yeah, where crazy. she's finished. And then, yeah. But that was my favorite thing from the internet. So with that, we want to say a big thank you again to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear, uh, for supporting us. 
And uh, don't forget that discount code of Clydesdale15, all caps. And please like, subscribe, comment. You know, call Cat out for not having a movie that describes her life or a TV show Sorry. that describes her life. We want to hear it. We want to hear your comments about, about that. If someone can give me a suggestion, I'd be oh, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, and, it, and share with your friends. All that stuff helps our show. It helps us get a little more views and um, helps us be able to grow, get more sponsorships, get more stuff. Uh, so thank you for all of your support thus far and continue to do so. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.